0: They've created a kingdom in the sky above that map so you can explore up high or down low, whatever you want.
1: Oh, wait a minute, please. We're not quite there yet. First, welcome to Stream It. I don't think anyone's listening to me. Can you please stop interrupting me at the beginning? Thank you. This is the film and TV podcast full of things for you to watch. I'm gonna Hello. and In this week's episode, we're delving into the world of YouTube and looking at all your favourite YouTube stars. So here's my speedy rundown of what's coming up. Beck's got chatting to Maddie Moat before she embarked on her Mount Kilimanjaro expedition. We'll see how she got along. Pete from Mega Mag is here as well, as always. He's sharing some gaming expertise. And I have three YouTubers you've got to check out this week. Right, let's get going. So grab your popcorn, get yourself comfy. And if you don't fancy popcorn, get whatever you want. This is Funky Stream It. Here's Maddie Moat, the amazing presenter from CBeebies and YouTube, chatting to Bex just before she went on her amazing adventure to climb Mount Kilimanjaro.
2: All right. So I am joined right now by presenter and I guess explorer Maddie Moat. Hey, Maddie, how are you going? Oh, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I'm really good. I've just been reading about your adventures that you've got coming up and I'm exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> um, so, so can you tell us what is happening? What is your August looking like?
3: Yeah, so I am about to go on a charity trek up a very tall mountain that is Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, which is the highest mountain in Africa. Um, So I will be hiking to approximately 5,800 metres. So for some perspective... If you were to trek to Everest base camp, base camp, Mount Everest, you'd go to 5,300. So we're going even higher than that, about 500 metres higher. So um, we're going to get a beautiful view of the world from, from the peak, that's for sure.
2: Have you done climbing like this before? Is this a new thing or a kind of standard thing for you? I have never
3: gone anywhere this high. Um, (laughs) Mountains, I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy walking. I've always enjoyed hiking. Um, I love an adventure. I enjoy a challenge. But this will be the most, uh, the most challenging walk or trek that I've certainly
2: ever done. Now, you said you're doing this for charity. Tell us a little bit about the charity you're doing it for.
3: Yeah, so I was approached by the Rafiki Tarbo Foundation, and they support children and young people through education in countries in East Africa, such as Kenya and Uganda. And they're supporting children who are in need, not only financially, but also children with disabilities as well. And education is something that I'm really passionate about. I think every child should have the right to school and to learn. So I'm really proud to be joining the charity and hopefully raise some money to send some some children through school.
2: Yeah, it's such an amazing thing. And will you get to meet anybody from the charity when you're out there or have you met anybody already?
3: Yeah, so actually, fortunately, a couple of people who are going to be going on the trek, um, they are graduates of the charity. So oh. they themselves were supported by Rafiki Thabo, um when they went through school. And so they have the experience of what it's like to um, work with the charity. And, you know, they've had their lives transformed because they had the support through education. So I'm really looking forward to talking to them and finding out how the charity was able to support them whilst we're uh, spending many, many hours walking uphill...
2: I mean you'll have plenty of time to chat let's face it although maybe you'll be out of breath I don't I don't know I think I'd be exhausted to be honest. No well that's the thing so the thing that everybody says
3: is that you know you need a certain level of fitness but actually the most challenging thing about climbing Mount Kilimanjaro is the altitude because actually the higher you get the trickier it becomes to breathe because there is just less available oxygen in the air so I think talking and walking will become harder as we get higher but um, there's plenty of time for us to stop and acclimatize so actually the trek is seven days long and it will take us about six days to get to the peak to the very top of the summit but we'll come down in about a day and a half no so way the, yeah so the important thing is that we take lots of stops um to help your body acclimatize and get used to the lack of oxygen because if you were just to rush up to the top having never been to those sort of heights before you would feel very very sick Um, So there is a possibility that some of us might suffer from altitude sickness, but there are precautions that we can take. And I think taking it slow and steady is one of the main things. But there'll be plenty of time sat around the camp to um, hopefully chat if we can get our breath.
2: (laughs) Yeah, who else is going with you? Because I imagine you must have guides, you must have people walking you up there, right?
3: Yeah, some great, team, a really fun team actually. Perhaps I'm most excited that we're being guided by Kami Rita. He is the Sherpa who is the he is the world record for summiting Mount Everest the most amount of times. He summited it 28 times wow. more than anybody else in the world so the fact that we're being guided by kami i think is uh, we're in very safe hands obviously we're not doing everest this is a different mountain but um yeah he knows what he's doing when it comes to climbing at altitude but i'm also climbing with harry baker he is a he's a footballer he he actually he plays for england's um one of the England football teams. he has cerebral palsy um so he's sort of there to i guess represent the charitable work that rafiki tabo do and um, when it comes to supporting young people people with disabilities Um, and we're also going with a couple of other adventurers one of which Amar actually Amar is blind so it'll be fascinating to um, find out what that experience is like doing something and taking on a challenge such as Mount Kilimanjaro you know with without sight so that's going to be hugely hugely interesting to learn from him and understand how he experiences the world too
2: and how have you been preparing? Have you been just running up and down the stairs quite a lot? Have you been climbing in your local climbing centre? How does it work?
3: I think the main thing is that I've been trying to go as much as possible on long walks in my walking boots because right. I think it's just about getting my walking stamina up and making sure that my boots are comfortable. That's the yeah. main thing. Um, and I think where possible I've been looking for hills, so I've been doing a fair bit of uh, of, uh, of training on the old uh, running machine, just slow and steady on a very steep incline. Um But to be honest, I think the main thing is actually going to require a little bit of mental strength. I think we're just going to have to accept that, you know, it will become trickier the higher we get. And it's going to get colder as well. I think that's something that's quite interesting about this is that you start walking through almost rainforest type environment and then you go through... Um, sort of alpine desert so it'll be quite barren and then as we get even higher eventually it'll become rocky and they'll, it will become snowy and icy so on one of the evenings when we'll be camping actually on very close to the peak it could be minus sort of like minus one minus six so we have to the clothing that we have to take with us um we have to we have to cover a whole whole sort of breadth of different environments and temperatures that we'll have to handle. So I think it's that sort of thing, really, that you have to mentally prepare for, perhaps even more so than the physical fitness challenge of it.
2: Oh my God, I can't even pack for one holiday, let alone it sounds like you oh no. like three <laughs> different
3: types. Just, Right, and we can only take 15 kilograms worth of um, stuff on the mountain with us because we are going to be going with guides who will be helping to carry um, some of our things um, because, you know, I just we just physically couldn't do it when you're not used to those kind of heights. Um, but obviously, we want to keep it fair. You don't want to take a whole bunch of stuff you don't need. So this is going to be an exercise in packing a lightly and efficiently which i'm not good at <laughs> no
2: i mean either. oh my goodness and tell me you're also filming and recording stuff when you're there as well right for your youtube channel is that right
3: yeah so something you know that that i love doing is as much as possible is taking my audience my youtube audience on adventures um to just find out interesting things about our planet you know i like asking questions and going in search of answers and if that takes me on an adventure at the same time brilliant. So I'll definitely be documenting my journey. So there'll be a vlog, a video of just the general experience of what it's like. I'm also hoping to make a video that if um, if Kami the Sherpa agrees to be in, I think it'd be fascinating to find out from him what his experience has been summiting Everest. And um, also hopefully a video about what happens at altitude you know try to try to find out why and find out um, why it is that it becomes harder to breathe the higher you get so I think there's loads of interesting science questions that I can ask and hopefully yeah answer but in a way that will take will take the audience on a bit of a journey as well.
2: So I was thinking about this I imagine you'll have to upload them after the actual event right because I'm assuming there's no wi-fi on Mount (laughs) Kilimanjaro.
3: You know what about the signal thing i don't know i don't know if i'll you know get to the i'm like i'm definitely not going to have 4g or wi-fi (laughs) at the top of mount kilimanjaro but i think there'll be enough i'm hoping there'll be enough signal for me to maybe do some instagram stories for example on my way up so Mm -hmm. as much as possible i'll be putting out live coverage um but in terms of sort of edited videos that will definitely happen after the fact yeah i'm I'm not going to be sat there at the top of the mountain editing a youtube video that's for sure i've got to try my best actually to put the camera down and actually just embrace and enjoy the moment because i think that's something that you know when you're when you're when you're filming experiences you do have to remind yourself to just stop and take it in for yourself as well Mm
2: Yeah, absolutely. And of course, if you're sat there at the camp, just like editing away, it looks a little antisocial, would we say?
3: Yeah, so antisocial. And I think, you know, that's that's not something I want to be doing. I'm going to need to be uh, refueling, eating my energy bars, um, just enjoying the presence of being around an amazing team of people who are all, you know, doing this to raise some money for a brilliant charity.
2: Yeah, it sounds like such an amazing adventure. And am I right in thinking it's the 18th that you go?
3: yes yes so we're we're going to so the actual hike itself starts on the 19th Mm -hmm. so we'll be there around the 18th um sort of like just for a day in advance but then yeah the trek starts on the 19th and we will be climbing and descending for the seven days following that
2: and where can we follow you online where can we see these adventures
3: Yes. So if you follow me online on my social media platform, it's just my name. So that's just Maddie Moat, M-O-A-T-E. And so you'll be able to follow along um, in the moment on Instagram. But I will definitely be posting videos afterwards um, on YouTube, which is YouTube.com forward slash Maddie Moat.
2: Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for telling us all about it, Maddie. We'll let you get back to your walking. Thank you so much. I'll go put my boots on straight away.
1: We were following Maddie's adventures on her YouTube and social media accounts as she documented her climb, her newfound friendships, and her love of biscuits.
4: Hello, um, and welcome to another biscuit review. (laughs) For those of you who've been following me for a while, you know that quite often when I stay over at a hotel, if they offer biscuits, I will review them. Well, currently I am not in a hotel. I'm in a mountain hut at the base of Mount Kilimanjaro. This is Kibo Hut. It's about 11 o'clock at night, and we've been woken up with some pumpkin soup and biscuits because we're about to go and climb to the summit of Mount Kilimanjaro. Now, I did promise that I would do a biscuit review. So here is that biscuit review. I'm sat right now with my three wonderful high <laughs> <laughs> But I've got a cup of tea made with... Hang on. For Kilimanjaro. reference. Kilimanjaro tea bags and powdered milk. It'll do. And the biscuits we're eating are apparently shortcake biscuits. What is shortcake biscuits? I don't know. But frankly, at the good? moment, I'll take anything. OK, here is said biscuit. Here we go. We'll give it a quick dunk. Here we go. Hold it for three. Are we ready? One, two, three. It holds itself well. Okay. You know what this tastes like? If anyone in their life has ever eaten Lucky Charms, it tastes like the cereal bit of Lucky Charms. It doesn't taste like shortbread bread. It certainly doesn't taste like cake. I thought it was going to taste like a nice biscuit or a custard cream topping. It doesn't taste like that either. But considering it's sweet and biscuity, I mean, it's, it's seen better days. But right now, the only thing that would make this better would be 48% more oxygen in the air. <laughs> I can't even review it, but for the sake of it, as biscuits go... At 4,700 metres. Wait, no, we're way higher than that. How high are we right now? Yeah, 4,700 metres. That's a nine out of ten. Thank you. This was a biscuit review. Goodbye.
1: Now it's time we hear from my good friend Pete from Mega Mag. Pete!
4: How's it going, Connor? It's going,
1: going, going good, I have to say. And I'm really, really excited because I have been told by a, uh, a, little, a little secret person that tells me what's coming up that we're talking about Zelda. Tears
0: of the Kingdom tonight. That's right, it is the biggest game of the year by far. One of my favourite games of all time's got a sequel, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Here we are. Right, so this is out on Nintendo
1: Switch. And if you're a fan of Nintendo Switch games like myself, I love Nintendo Switch. I'm sure you've probably already played the first Zelda. That was a big one, wasn't it?
0: That was probably like... My favourite game ever. It was one of the biggest games on Nintendo Switch and it sort of got me back into gaming. I absolutely loved it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And also I know that it was so popular amongst so many ages. That's the thing with Zelda. You can play it when you're like super young. Your Nan can go and
0: play it and she'll probably love it as well, right? 100%. it's, It's real easy to learn, but it's also massive. So if you want to try one of the harder sections out, you can go there. If you just want to learn the basics and stick to, you know, fighting the basic baddies, You can do that too. It's whatever you want. You make of it whatever you want.
1: You sure do. You almost never get bored. Now, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, is it a follow-on from the first Zelda or is this kind of like a new game in its own right?
0: So it's a follow-on. Anyone who played the first one knows that the map was absolutely massive. Well, now it's even bigger because they've created... A kingdom in the sky above that map so you can explore up high or down low whatever you want
1: oh i like it so it's a little bit different from what
0: we can expect
1: from the first nintendo switch zelda game correct
0: yeah this one you know you're sort of island hopping in the sky through the clouds exploring these little islands finding the treasure they've got there but if you want to go down to the main map see the things that you could see in the first game you can still do that too Pete,
1: if you was uh, able, I wanted to ask you this, if you was able to be a character in a game, right, you was actually living in the game as the character, would you be the same as me and definitely want to be Zelda?
0: Uh, it's a tough one because I love Pokemon too. I love Pokemon. Yeah. So, you know, running around the Pokemon universe is one thing, but when I play Breath of the Wild, I think I'd rather live there. It's yeah. the is insane. If you look, out your, you look out your window at breakfast, there's an awesome dragon flying past. Can't argue with that.
1: I know. You see, I always have the debate of, uh, because I talk about this loads, obviously, what Nintendo Switch character would you be? What game character would you be? And I'm always torn between Super Mario being Mario. I love Mario or Zelda, but I think Zelda's just rocking a better outfit. So maybe Zelda.
0: Yeah, I mean, Glowing Sword as well. You can't argue it's great he's got all the
1: bits Zelda Tears of the Kingdom that is out for you right now by the way so while you're listening to this you can go and grab it you can go and ask mum and dad for it go and get it put it on your Christmas list put it on your birthday list it's going to be a good one that is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom available on Nintendo Switch correct?
0: correct Pete thank you we'll catch up again next week anytime Con
1: now I've got three YouTube channels you have to get subscribed to literally right now first up is dan tdm this guy is awesome his account used to be known as the diamond minecart but now dan tdm is one of the most successful youtubers ever he is gaming obsessed dog obsessed and so funny i've got to recommend his video i did all this for a minecraft camel yeah it's so funny and totally ridiculous go check it out oh up next is one of my all time favorites little bit frustrating to watch though because you'll wish you were part of the crew dude perfect think trick shots mad skills and hilarious stunts and when i say trick shots like some of the most unbelievable trick shots you've ever seen these guys are epic these videos basically have a group of guys trying to succeed at the hardest trick shots they could master these make you want to try catching a ping pong ball in a cup while riding a bike but i've got to say Don't try these at home. I've got to recommend their video, Angry Birds in Real Life. It's so good, so much fun. Go and have a watch. That is dude perfect. And finally, well, a YouTube special wouldn't be a YouTube special without. Mr. Beast! You probably already know who this is. Over 100 million subscribers. That's lots of people. Mr. Beast creates the most epic videos, and I am obsessed. Why not get someone from every country in the world to compete against each other for a quarter of a million pounds? Sounds difficult, but somehow Mr. Beast manages to make it happen. He tries surviving stranded at sea for a week, by the way, he explores the most expensive hotels in the world, and gives away so many prizes and that's all we've got time for on this week's episode of stream it now if you enjoyed the episode give us a follow so you don't miss future episodes and please do rate the podcast five stars too especially this one because all of those youtubers are five stars and uh, i think i deserve it too i'm Connor, and stream it is made by fun kids the uk's children's radio station and this episode was produced by the great Gibi Lawson. Oh, and Edited too. Yeah, she does it all. If you want to get involved with episodes in the future, head over to funkyslifecom forward slash stream it to see how you can hear your voice on the pod.
0: See ya!
2: Alright, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, f- like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't. And also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on The Conversations Curious Kids wherever you get your
0: podcasts.